Stupid Hearts Club is yours to enjoy for free wherever you get your podcasts. But if you've fallen deeply in love with the show, or me, even though that's a bit weird because we've never met, then you might want to consider supporting the show via patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club for about five or a month you can indulge in your sick little fantasy that i am your very own little audio husband friend without ever having to deal with the fact that in real life i leave socks and half drunk glasses of water everywhere either way i'm very happy you're here so please enjoy the show Hearts Club podcast. This episode was recorded while my podcast was still called GSOH. Don't be confused, you're in the right place. GSOH. Good sense of humor. The new podcast by Nico. T- by Nico to. T- by Nico Tatarovich, where he sh- tries with talks to people with talks to people with a good sense of humour. G S O H. Well, 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 welcome. Well, well, welcome. Chaka, wicka, wicka. Well, end welcome. <laughs> That's an old joke from another episode. Do go back if you've just joined. I've got a few new followers. Do go back and have a little listen through, and you'll find. All sorts of things that the patrons like to still refer to, like Charles Game and Wellends. In some cases, you may need to go onto Matt Morgan's Patreon if you're not already from there, which most of you are, and find the genesis of various jokes that I've not bothered to work out where they came from. From there, what am I saying? I'm trying to say hello, welcome to GSOH, where I talk to people who I think are funny. We try and have a laugh. It's as simple as that. And demonstrate our senses of, of humour. It really is that simple. This week, firstly, I'm going to say thanks for bearing with me again. For the second time, I had a little mini gap of a few days where I just was not in the right shape to turn on a microphone and try and be funny for several hours. Uh, That probably will continue to happen every now and again, but I reckon I'm doing all right. Episode 12, every now and again there's a small irregularity in the heartbeat of the show. But generally speaking, this is one of the things I uh, look forward to doing every week. And I am doing another one on Monday with Mr. Griggs, Alistair Griggs. You may not have heard of Alistair Griggs. But I can assure you, if you go back and listen to my Alistair Griggs episodes, there's two others, you will learn that I am bedding him into your minds as the sort of Carl Pilkington of my universe. He's very, very funny. But this week's guest, Mike Wozniak, is intentionally funny, unlike Alistair, 
who is just a bit weird. Mike Wozniak isn't a bit weird. He's just a bit talented. And he's been a stand-up for many years. Um, we discuss how we know each other, so I won't ruin that. But in case you need um, some early intel that makes you think, yeah, he's worth listening to, he was in Greg Davis's Man Down for quite a few years, and he's been in a bunch of other things, including Taskmaster, which is doing really well, isn't it, as a show? Yeah, good luck to everyone involved with that. Be nice to be asked at some point, but of course, I have got such a small um, profile that uh, this is the biggest thing I've ever done, even though there's only 140, 150 of you tops. I fucking love it, though. I love my boutique Patreon audience. You're all I've got. Yeah, don't leave me. Anyway, I'm not going to rattle on too long, so we've got quite a decent length chat with Mr. Wozniak. All I can say is I'm very grateful for you all. Welcome to the new patrons. Thank you to the patient existing patrons. Let's keep this shit going. I love it. Please enjoy the episode. GSOH episode 12. Here we go. Well, Mike Wozniak, um, this isn't going to be a very professional introduction because I don't want to break the sort of warmth that we've already um, got going here. Um, You were just telling me, I I heard you when you you moved, you moved, you took a jumper off and I heard like maybe a sleeve just tickled a guitar string and I was like, oh, someone's musical. I hadn't, I'd, I'd forgotten to muffle. I you did. Muffled. You hadn't muffled. I've now, I've now muffled. Bit. So, what is the guitar situation? Uh, well, the key to the situation is you have a very enthusiastic, uh, but uh, not very proficient guitarist. That's, what, that's who you're talking <laughs> to. Right yeah, that and guy. We are, we are legion. That guy. We are legion across the world. Yeah. yeah. So there's a few in the room. The 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 twang. You heard was a, a a very 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 old. How old are we talking now? Mm, at least fifty year old uh, kind of classical really? guitar, really, which sounds fancy, but all it is is my mother got given it as a present when she was a mm. student. Mm. Never played it. It sat in the attic, and I I discovered it in, in the attic some now, years ago. Is it is it sort of a decent one, or is it basically just like a junk it's shop guitar right. that's just lived a long time? It's actually all right. It's not. I mean, it's not. It's never going to end up in the in the Royal Albert Hall. It's, it's a it's a Yoshima student model. Well, not if you're playing it, but you never know. No, you exactly. could always pass it on. It's very, but but it does the job. It's not one of those kind of junk shop ones where the, the strings are four inches away from the fretboard or anything. <laughs> yeah, lovely bit of in, inside guitar lols it's, there. It makes a, a noise, and it's just it's just survived. I've, I've really? had kind of. It's only had one sort of proper MOT. That's so lovely. That's a lovely story. You can't yeah. beat. I love that idea of a guitar that survived. That's lovely. That's the twanger. That's what. That's the one that did the twang. Quite, quite a poetic man, aren't you? Thanks ever so much. <laughs> I mean, the guitars in here, generally speaking, are survivors. That yeah. 
There's a steel-strung dreadnought fender. Again, very mm. basic. Your absolute basic starter-level factory-made yeah. job that I bought as a student when I, I moved into an acoustic phase. Well, the surely the classical guitar is acoustic, right? So that's a... It is acoustic, but I only the... sees that many, some many years later. That's that was a sort of kind of uh, sort of middle-aged man. There's different phases you see. Is it a bit? So do you sit and pluck and pick and sort of try and make sort of folky type sounds? I have that was I would say in my twenties was the the finger picking folky phase. Whoa. The teens was all about rock, Damien and I still Rice. have my Ibanez IG series. Oh hello, all right. This is getting <laughs> this is getting quite serious now. From my from my teenage years, which I love very dearly, and again has has survived. You know, its Ooh. neck snapped once, got it fixed. Uh, obvious question coming. Yeah. Was young Mike Wozniak in a band? Yeah, man. Oh, shit. Really rough stuff. Really, really rough what, like, band. Sexist but I loved it. Really no, as in, aggressive. I think probably... <laughs> Why well, say that? Yeah. Well, we were... I'd say we were rough. Maybe we weren't too shabby for a team covers band. Yeah. It was, it was a mixture of... It was quite a confusing mixture of the Kinks, uh, yeah. Oasis... <laughs> well, all right, yeah. Nirvana. Wow. I think we tried our hand at a bit of Pearl Jam on one occacion. Yeah. Um, five piecer. Yeah, right. The initial, the initial line. Like the name of the band, five piecer. <laughs> we had <laughs> five pizzas. Five pizzas. Well, we went through quite so many names. I can't remember what they are anymore. Oh, mate, I love a band that can't make its mind up what the name yeah, is. Yeah, totally. It didn't sort of matter. We any had, any of them had, remember any of the names? Well, we started our first name, which is offensive, was uh, Little Danny and the Meat Beaters. <laughs> And that was that was our name <laughs> given to us by our, our singer, yeah, uh, Dan Wise, who was he was a guy. I grew up in Portsmouth, and he was he had as a kid been forced to be a chorister in the, <laughs> in the local cathedral, which yeah. was something a gig he he left the moment he realised it was technically voluntary. The classic route into a choir, yeah. But he was pressure. He, as a result, he had a he had a, he was had a properly trained voice and had a very good set of pipes. Really, and he, he also had pipes. He had bagpipes installed into back his back of his neck. <laughs> yeah. It was quite extraordinary. So Lovely. You don't want to waste What that. a gimmick. And he, he very much wanted us to go down the sort of Smith's Morrissey vibe. And even he resembled Morrissey a bit. Oh, well, that, that is and not... And he, he could manage a, uh, he could manage a haunting doodly-doo. Really? Um, just like Morrissey style. So he, he was our front man and our, our singer. But for about three weeks, mm. at which point... Uh, Enter a man called Jez, who had never done any music before at all. Same man, a boy, same age. Rhymes with Bez, also uh, not, hasn't done any music before. <laughs> very good friends with other members of the band. And I, I, it sort of passed me by. I remember sort of coming into one rehearsal and, and Danny, was, Danny wasn't there. Dan wasn't there anymore, mm. uh, but Jez was. And there had been an ousting. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, which I think was quite painful. But... Because I mean, yeah. he particularly as our name, our band was named after him. It took me quite a long time to have a discussion. You, did with you keep keep the name, or did you have to? Did you the, add, the name, the have name a serious, <laughs> serious discussion? Because <laughs> the name, the name, the name with which I think we were all pretty happy because we thought it was pretty rock and roll, and was really you know it was a thumb in the eye to mm. the man. Well, it, I mean, um, that yeah. told him, didn't it? It told the man. <laughs> it told him. But clearly, the name the name couldn't possibly survive when we were no longer being confronted by by little Danny. I'd do anything to be in the room changed. where that that it's like, okay, guys, there's no avoiding this. 
We've got a we've got a talk name, and I just I just love the idea that at least one person going, look, we are Jez and the Meat Beaters. That's that's what people are expecting. The tickets have already gone out. The flyers yeah. are up. We we've got to still, and it's like we well, we can't just that wrestling with that seeing. Well, wouldn't have barely right. pubescent men. We, we wouldn't have felt wouldn't have felt right because it was Danny who named us. You know. The instrumentalists in the band, the Meat Beaters. He he looked, took one look at us and said with confidence, "You are the Meat Beaters," and we we agreed. <laughs> we are. You know, he's, he's right. He seems to know what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he seems to know and what that, he's doing. That felt yeah. like it was Dan, Dan, little Danny's name for us, and not Jez's. So that that had to go. Did the band improve immediately, or did it all start falling apart and focus had gone? And now, Danny turned out to be the lead <laughs> singer of you know. Danny, that was the end of Danny's. Uh, rock and roll career, as far as I know. I mean, he's gone on to other things. Go on, name name some of the things Danny's gone on to. Uh, patent law. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, uh, you know, mm. he's good at that. And I, I think he, I think he speaks very good German. <laughs> he's, I mean, he, he's. I've seen him not very often, but the intervening years I've, I've seen him, and he's he's absolutely fine. He's absolutely well, fine. Well, he's driving. fine. He sounds fine for a sellout. <laughs> he's not a sellout, man. Oh, of course, he's he a got ousted. Sellout. He got he got he got boosted out by yeah, well, the bad boy. If, babe, if you can't the bad boy of rock and roll jazz, if you can't stand the heat, if you're not, if you don't know how the jungle fucking works, and then you give up yeah. just because one poxy teenage band kicks you out, I mean that must have happened get, get to out everyone. Of the den. Must have yeah. happened to everyone in in uh, in Kerrang at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. See, Jez I... was quite a good front front man, though. I will say he had, yeah. like, he couldn't carry a tune in the same way that, that Danny could. And if, in the unlikely event he listens to this, then I'm sure he'll forgive me for saying that. Yeah. But he did. He had. Um, he didn't mind being up on a stage. Do you know what I mean? Until, of course, you scythed his soul in half by getting rid of him. <laughs> no, this is Jez I'm talking about. This is the replacement. Oh, the new one. Oh, fucking yeah. hell. You can't keep up, man. It's like yeah. trying to keep up with Fleetwood Mac's marriages. <laughs> <laughs> but were you were you a lead guitarist then? I was lead guitarist. Steve Hall on rhythm, Jeff Furman on bass. And we had Danny Gladding on drums. He was bloody good, actually. When you say Steve Hall, you don't mean Steve Hall, the comedian that then was in We Are Damn. Clank. I don't. Oh, right. I suspect there's a lot of Steve Halls knocking about. That's a fair point. Very different. No, Steve no Hall. disrespect to all the Steve Hall, to all, <laughs> to all the uh, inconsequential Steve Halls out there. They get that a lot. No, I'm not <laughs> Steve Hall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which Steve Hall are you? Yeah. Oh, oh God, go. it must be a fucking nightmare. Yeah, why can't I, why couldn't my parents have called me Kazaborn or something? I've got <laughs> my surname's Hall. At least give me because yeah. it's all right for me. I've got Wozniak, you know. Yeah. Which here is rare. Mike is, you know, there's lots of Mikes. Not a lot of Wozniaks. Name you know. Steve Hall. Join the Steve fucking Hall. queue, mate. Yeah, exactly. Get in the fucking queue with yourself. Rough. But Rough yeah, it business. sounds like a hell of a lineup. <laughs> it was pretty sweet. So yeah, you, you did a bit of. Uh, so did you ever have lessons or whatever? Did you learn? Did I have lessons? Oh mate, I wish I had, had done that. For a f- I, as a teenager, I start. I started out doing the sort of self-teachy thing, like everyone else does, mm. which was, yeah. Which I mean, results as as I'm sure you know, results in sort of fair. Usually, unless you're very motivated, which I'm not, results in once you've learnt to do, um, you really 
you really got me the course yeah. for that yeah or wild thing then mm. you're just playing that and smoke on the water t- 10 months exactly solidly mm. until your parents finally and half, half of the riff case. of uh, sweet child of mine <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. and that's the sort of thing that will eventually drive your parents do you know what maybe we should get you some we should think about some lessons yeah and some headphones um, yeah. An amp with a headphone jack. Yeah, exactly. Can't go so wrong. I did. I went to, there was a guy called John Grindy. I loved my lessons, actually. Really? I did it for a few years. John Grindy was his name. Was that, was, um, was that like, uh, uh, what, how am I trying to, what am I trying to describe? Was the, uh, uh, being allowed to do electric guitar lessons, was that like a progression from having to do recorder and violin and then finally you've kind of earned your way? No. Oh, no, no, there was none of that. I mean, there was genuinely violin. None of that shit. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Well, my dad's very musical, so it was, I think any any sort of interest in anything musical was, was encouraged on really? the whole. What's the, most musical, what's the most musical thing your dad's ever done? <laughs> if he's so well, musical. Well, in a crisis, in a crisis <laughs> he'll always sing a sea shanty. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Like a real one. No, I do, Play him what? I do, oh, no, right. He's, just, he's, a, he's, he's another ex chorister. Yeah, another lie. Yeah, another Catholic, lie from the from, from an ex member of yeah. <laughs> Jez and the Meat Helmets or whatever you would call <laughs> He's a p- pianist, really, and a singer. That's my dad. Nice. That's what he does. Can you play any piano? Me, no. I sort of know what the note. I'm one of those. I can. Mm. Bit of chopsticks, that kind we can of all We can all name the letters of the alphabet, mate. Yeah, that's about. You don't. Fun. You don't get any. You don't get a gold medal for going. Oh yeah, you name it. A, B, C, D. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at bar bar black sheep level. But my kids yeah. have started learning. Yeah. In the last couple of years, so that there is very middle class. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. lovely. Keep them on track. It's who you know. Very much so. So the I old school tie. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm supposed to be doing some work, I will occasionally, you know, filter out one of their mm. books for toddlers, kind of, and have a go at playing. You know. Four and twenty blackbirds. Yeah, my mum bought a piano to our house. Right now, we weren't what I considered at that age. You know, like to me, people were posh if they had if their mum made them do violin or whatever. And yeah, yeah. you know, everyone actually sat at the table to eat, and there was like napkins and stuff. That was like mind blowing to me. Oh yeah. Uh, but my mum basically took over a a pub, or a, it was it was called a wine bar, but really it was a pretty rum pub that. I'd, massive fights in it every weekend <laughs> and then but for a while we had a uh, a blues pianist in there this old black guy called Ozzy oh, wow. who was fucking amazing and every time I would visit the little pub because we didn't live above that one yeah. later lived above another pub but anyway Ozzy would be singing all this stuff like Stevie Wonder and whatever and oh, um, wow. Ray Charles and you know he was he was amazing and then when for whatever reason the brewery decided we didn't need you know that wasn't like the way forward for this pub anymore. My mum got the the piano bought to our house, but I kind of refused to have lessons because it was almost like I thought, oh, I don't need that on my fucking charge sheet. Being the fucking piano boy. Oh really? Yeah, but you it know because it's been... like your mates are just all into football and whatever. Oh, whereas the sort of slightly more middle class kids at school who were doing like recorder lessons and that just sort of saw them as a bit weak. So you I wanted them to know that you were too tough, too to, simply too funny to play the too, piano. Too tough for clefts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so, but of course, every time my mum's back was turned, 
I was on that fucking piano, not knowing what the fuck I was doing, yeah. but but working out that if you pressed a few keys together, it was sort of like a chord. And I used to sing mm-hmm. Eye of the Tiger nice. and in the Burning Heart by Survivor and, oh my God, I'd love to and good that. old Hill Street Blues, you know, the TV show. Used to try yeah. and knock that out. And I just used to like sit and like I was totally fascinated. And when I think about it, years and years later, finally inspired again by the oasis years stone roses and whatever else uh got someone to lend me a guitar and start learning some chords and we just wanted to immediately just strum and think of tunes and whatever and and it's stayed with me ever since it's like like completely in an amateurish i mean technically technically amateurish way i've been doing it so long i'm sort of all right at knocking Knocking a tune together or strumming or sort well, you're of basically live these days, aren't you? Well, I, I have I've been I have been uh, I have started to go out and do some yeah. you know basically strumming for cash. Yeah, but I you know I've done I've done, I've done the, I did the band that. thing in me in me basically late twenties to yeah. mid thirties, and it was a brilliant. It's just a brilliant hobby. It's a brilliant thing to do. Uh, and then I really miss it, but it's sort of not feasible to have the same. Uh, it's just like everyone's older, so everyone's got too many responsibilities to to be yeah. to be serious about a band. And obviously, once you get, you're older, you just look a bit of a dick, thinking you're taking yourself <laughs> seriously anyway. But then, what's well, you've happened got to be is really, really good. Then, right? Yeah, you know. But in the world we live in now, of of all the tech and all the platforms that you can do things, there's absolutely no reason to stop making music. Stop just making it available at that kind of like charming amateur level like things like Bandcamp and all the rest of it are you putting stuff out on Bandcamp I haven't there isn't anything yet but it's definitely going to be in the plan because what's been lovely is there's at least two Patreons uh, patrons who are very talented who I am collaborating to use a slightly to a a slight slightly grand term you know, like <laughs> basically, I haven't got a band at the moment, but I'd still write yeah. songs and do rough recordings. And I've, there's a few people out there who are able to turn rough ideas into actual music, and it's a it's just a brilliant way to spend time. Go and visit someone, uh, record a tune, get it actually done, mixed, mastered, and then you can do what you want, can't you? You can either get some somehow get it up on places like Spotify. But also, you know, just have a little YouTube page and whatever, and just have it as your little ongoing, your little going concern that has no sort of end game or. Uh, partic- Lovely, it's, it's great. I, I can tell you, I will never be at the level as, as a musician where I'm, I'm, I'm ready to do that. Mm. That's, that's never going to happen. Mm. I don't think, and that's I'm, I'm at peace with that. I'm at peace with that now. Well, I, I think I, I thought I was, I thought I was, but then at the same time, because I've. I've got a very busy brain that never quite made its mind at what it wanted to be doing and not doing. Yeah. I, all over the last sort of ten years or more, like that we've known each other, uh, I've been someone that's been in and around the comedy scene, but without ever really putting the effort in. Certainly live. Ah. Uh-huh. But but really, I made a decision back then that chasing the comedy thing was the smart, a smart choice. And it, Over and it, music, well, like a conscious decision of comedy versus music. Well, yeah, just in terms of well, you oh. you only have a certain amount of free time, and like if you if you're going to yeah. be freelance and busy yourself on days where you're not being paid to be somewhere else, you better 
you better be adding to the comedy pile if you want it to get anywhere. And then it obviously that did start getting somewhere. But now I'm older and a little wiser and a bit sick of comedy. I now realise I can put that effort into music, but it's f- not for a career reason. It's now like, uh, yeah. oh, it's something that makes you happy. Yeah. And also you it's been niggling me for years that I've sort of wasted uh I'm not going to call it talent like a wanker, but just a certain amount of uh, um, pluckiness and and yeah. and like a bunch just a done a bunch of stuff. I just want to make sure that I record it before I get too old before or die. Broke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's it's interesting because it's meant that I'm now like I'm meeting other people who are doing that, and there are so many talented people out there who, uh, you know in the same boat but you go you listen to stuff there's a geezer uh chris who's one of the patrons hello chris uh who's whose music name is broken actor or Uh broken actors sorry if i'm getting that wrong but we're collaborating it sounds so grand when i say that we're (laughs) he's helping me record some songs of mine and i'm helping embellish some old songs he's got that sound really fucking good like i don't mean my bits i mean his music's really good and also there's a lad lad whose band's called the far north uh a a manchester lad um lee who i'm talking to and it's just exciting putting something in the diary to go and be creative with someone it's the same it's just the same as like i've got a mate who's a a really good uh graffiti artist and painter and we've hung out a couple of times and gone well let's just get together for a weekend have a beer do a painting and then at the end of that weekend you've like made a thing oh wow it's fucking great fun so that, you pay a lot of money to do that. Well, yeah, that that yeah. is that is like Adrian graffiti artist. Of course, there you they are, would just gallivanting off doing it with you, with your mate. <laughs> yeah, well, it's normal life. It's all about charm. Like what you've got to do with these people is chub, charm, charm. I thought you said it's all about charm. It's all about my chub. <laughs> I was going to say it's a bit of a gear shift. What you've got to do, you've got to meet <laughs> like-minded people, Mike, and then you've got to charm their little knickers off. Okay, all right. Put your heads together, do a bit of back slapping, yeah. get a bit drunk, and then leave the all next day. Sudden, leave. All of a sudden you've agreed Go to for do it. something, and it's done. Get out yeah. of there before it gets intense, and you fall out like <laughs> uh, the police. <laughs> anyway, that was an interesting... Um, fisticuffs, yeah. 20-minute uh, idle cold open where we just went straight into music yeah. chat. Lovely. Um, by the time by the time I have edited this, I probably will do a bit at the beginning, sort of doing a summary of how we know each other, who you are, how much I love you, and all that. Oh. But um, you know, I also you know just want to get you talking about the Mike Wozniak universe, <laughs> such that it is uh, rival I... as it is to the Marvel action. <laughs> Yeah, it's neck and neck, isn't it? Those two things are going head to head. You're either you're either Marvel, DC, or Wozniak. <laughs> exactly. Right. And never the twain shall meet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no crossover. Yeah, it's a very bitter feud. Yeah. Um, I well, that's first fueling the headlines. I think I'm right in saying the first time I met you. Yeah. I don't know whether it was when we got cast in that sketch show pilot for Channel Happy Four Finish. called Happy Finish. Yeah. Which was actually a decent pilot, but didn't get picked up. Sadly, that was pure joy. That uh, that episode of my that was my first ever acting job on a 
screen. Right. Yeah, I think it's probably my like second, maybe so third. It's very, very exciting. I'd only very recently gone full time with yeah. comedy, so I, I mean, so I was just about making a living by gigging every single night, and even then, sort of barely, barely scratching a living. And mm. we did this. We we're about to record this pilot, and I remember asking Mark, the producer, "Oh, should mm. I?" We're doing this pilot, right? And presumably, we'll, we'll hear back from that soon. And so, should I, should I cancel yeah, should, all of my gigs? Should I cancel my last of the year? Should I uh, listen? Should you I just... should I finish with my girlfriend now? Because <laughs> it feels like our schedules aren't going to really hit. And with all the LA stuff, and you know, yeah. when when you're making movies, it does become a bit cultish, and like you know, people fall in love. Two hundred days like, on location. Slow down, yeah. Mike. Slow yeah, down. The, yeah, he <laughs> laughed a, openly in my face. It's just a script read so, through for yeah. a pilot. <laughs> You're going to be filming for about three days, and then, yeah, yeah. Keep keep your diaries. It is. Yeah, keep, yeah. Don't don't burn all your clothes, and no. Yeah, get lose lose the Mohican. That wasn't necessary. No. Yeah. No, that's too much. Too much. <laughs> am I over? So am I overthinking? Am I overthinking this now? <laughs> trust the camera. Trust the team. <laughs> Thing is, right. It's it's a bit gutting for me thinking back to that because, I mean, it's quite a while ago. That's easily when was that? Two thousand and eight, maybe seven. Two thousand eight. It was eight or nine. I reckon I eight. Say. I reckon it definitely yeah, wasn't. Yeah, seven. it could be it was nine. Two thousand and eight that I went full time. So yeah. You're right. It could be two thousand and nine, which makes me feel one year better. Yeah. Like it isn't all over, you know. But well, it was a good combo, right? Dawson wow. brothers. At the pen, yeah. manning the pen, manning the pens. Uh, Funny writers, check them directing. out. Has gone on to do lots of stuff that you're oh in God, and yeah. I'm not. Yeah, and then and then the team, you and me, Nadia <laughs> yeah. Kamal. Yeah, now a Sarah doctor. Pasco. Yeah, superstar. Sarah Pasco. Sarah Pasco. Go on. Right. There's a there's a there's a real big hitter in here. And I'm deliberately finishing with old Daniel. Kaluuya, Daniel, Daniel, Oscar-winning Kaluuya. <laughs> Fucking hell! Like, I mean, how amazing has it been watching his uh, yeah. rise to well, even prominence? Because he must have been very young at the time. A mere child. He would have been around the age of twenty. Would I be right in like saying that. that he was? Was he in Skins? He was in Skins. Right. Yeah. I remember. I was talking to this. I saw Steve Dawson of the Dawson Brothers only. Uh, Four days ago mm. in Aberystwyth. All very cosy. Festival there. All very we cosy, isn't it? We were talking about about Daniel, as mm. you do. Mm. And um, I might have spoken about this elsewhere before, but I can remember vividly watching this guy. Like my first ever screen job, having done no acting training whatsoever, just doing sort of stand-up and sort of gawking around yeah, and yeah. sketch on stage. Pulling your face and around like some yeah, sort of yeah, lunatic. Just gurning, basically. <laughs> thinking yeah. that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Just do a silly walk and gurn a bit. Yeah. Maybe say a swear. Yes. Yeah. That's what it's all about, right? Mm. And I remember watching him in a, doing a sketch. He's in a lift. And I'm watching him thinking, are you doing? You didn't seem to be doing very much. <laughs> I, I thought I, I, I can honestly say I thought exactly the same. Yeah, and then I and then I turned and looked at the little screen, the little monitor mm. that picks up, and yeah. it was completely yeah. phenomenal because he, he clearly understood the size of the the lens and the shot and what was going on. He understood what everyone else was doing, which I hadn't up until that point. I'm going to say and right now, just, the smallest little movements just picked up. They just pinged out like the smallest flick of an eyebrow or the movement about some eyes and he, he was he was completely mesmerizing um and i just thought i'm gonna have to watch you for the rest of the week to see if i can learn something exactly i, I, I remember mostly, what i mostly learned was that 
I, I'm not as good as Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> yeah, none of us are as good as Daniel <laughs> Kaluuya. I, I remember thinking exactly the same thing. And there was like a... Well, I guess there was like an... There was auditions to start with. Yeah. And like, because I'd made a I pilot... That was very seriously. I made I made the I made a pilot little mini pilot thing with Mark Tolbert with Hattrick where I'd already played a bunch of characters so I was like a shoe in and because ah. the Dawson brothers were my mates and they were like looking at everyone who came in I think we had a bit of a maybe we had a bit of a play around and with a few sketches with various different people I can't remember but yeah. for whatever reason they let me be around and helping make decisions I remember Daniel coming in and thinking exactly what you just said and it, and to the point where he he left and he was like obviously a really nice lad but I was a bit like well you know like do you want to tell your face mate <laughs> got, a of, got a bit of acting going on here if you don't mind uh while I'm like at least do a silly voice mate come yeah on. come on I'm um I've just uh brushed my top my top lip to be inside itself and pull the funny face <laughs> and i've put my glasses on at an angle uh, i think you'll find that's comedy acting and then exactly what you said we then we look we watched the tapes back and it was like oh fucking hell yeah. i'm after we're actually now gonna studiously watch how much he moves his face and try and learn from it yeah he understood which it. is not a lot he doesn't move his face a lot he doesn't fucking have to because it's all going yeah. on really really cool and then so yeah we shot all the stuff and we had fun and we all got excited and sadly it didn't get picked up though it did get broadcast which was fun yeah. and uh and then m more or less everyone else went on to do miles more stuff on screen than i did which for a, for a good few years it not not that it i was actually thinking specifically of those people but yeah. just in current terms of like where uh where's the phone calls uh, in terms of acting, I was always getting loads of writing work and I sort yeah. of managed to wiggle myself into a few bits. Still do get hired for the odd little acting job and yeah. always love it. But yeah, it was like oh, the, 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 uh, the, the, the honey that was being poured into my ears around that time by various people didn't oh, really materialise. And uh, for a while it was like a real source of angst, it really was. But... At oh, this see, point, see, I had the benefit there of of having the whatever the opposite of honey is poured into my ears by mm. by Mark when mm. I said should I cancel all my stuff <laughs> yeah. when he yeah. gave me his anti honey yeah. reality check. But 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 to be useful. fair, apart from Daniel, who's like just obviously like was an actor, so you're out there already known as an actor. Yeah. Uh, most of you like Pasco and um, yourself. And Nadia as well. Uh, she went out to the states for one. She yeah, I mean, you were all you were all busting your asses on stage every night, right? So, I I realised that oh, I yeah, I didn't yeah. really I didn't really put that effort in, but I think I believed at the time, kind of a little bit foolishly, that well, you don't really have to do that anymore because uh, it's the YouTube age. But what the bit I forgot was to put any of the things on YouTube. <laughs> so like I was, I was just always telling people, well, you can sort of do it yourself these days, can't you? But <laughs> I was doing that while not doing anything myself. Getting the critical step. But, yeah. But now I look back on it all just really fondly, and I—that's the thing you're saying about you're at peace with not being a rock star. I'm at yeah. peace. I'm at peace with not having had that momentum in the way that I thought it was going to happen because. I don't know. I, also, it was like... Well, also, you're going to do what you're going to do, right? Yeah. So you could have tried to force yourself 
Mm. If someone had taken you on side and said, the thing you've got to do is get yourself out on stage every night. And yeah, yeah. If it's not a good fit or if it's not going to make you feel good or, I don't know, mm. whatever, it's something that's going to go wrong somewhere. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, know, you, know, you, so you are what you, what you are and you, you're going to... I think comedy is the kind of thing where if you're, if you're tenacious mm. and you hang around long enough, you'll... You'll, mm. you'll slot in. Well, they've not got rid of me yet. I've still... No, exactly. They keep trying to move what buildings the channels are in and all that. And, <laughs> they've gone to some extreme you know, lengths. Sometimes uh, to different cities. I've even. seen off a few security guards over the years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, but great fun. And like so going back specifically to Happy Finish, Yeah. Uh, what I'm going to call our relationship, Okay. I think just rocketed on one yeah. specific day when we were shooting a specific sketch. And the aeroplane. The aeroplane. Yeah. It was the most exciting day of my life so far, and I think we all felt like that. <laughs> it Basically, felt huge. It was, it was. I've still got a photo somewhere of us posing on the... Oh, I've got that. I'll put that up. up. To the, steps up into the plane. Yeah, I'll put that up with the episode. It's just... A really lovely we were memory. We having a high old time. Fucking brilliant. High old you know, time. All none day of us long. had any responsibilities yet. We no. were dressed in pilot gear with two with uh, that pa- Pas- make you Pasco feel and good. Yeah, Pasco and Camille were in um, the old stewardess business. Yeah, and we were basically in a, a would you what would you call a retired plane a, a D a decommissioned plane. De- well, there you go. Them. Yeah, a decommissioned. The decommissioned private jet of the Sultan yeah. of Brunei, wasn't it? Do you remember? <laughs> it, was. it was. It had a bedroom, didn't it? It had a bedroom and the rest. And um, I couldn't possibly say. And um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, it's the NDAs, isn't it? Um, nice bit of dog barking going on in the background. Yeah, sorry, we'll that's get, Pam. No, Pam. That's my very poor your wife. <laughs> your wife, who's <laughs> who's absolutely wife. mental. <laughs> Still struggling, then, is she? The dog, yeah. Or the wife. Well, you know. Hang on. Don't worry about she's it. Settled. She's settled down now. It's texture. I love it. Yeah. No, she hasn't settled. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. Anyway, it's so just, yeah, yeah, the plane. Yeah. And the sketch didn't make it in either, did it? The sketch. It didn't, did it? I but it but that which was a bit of a kick in the nuts, seeing as you are one of the four people. That I've had to French kiss on screen. Four men, I might add. Oh, yeah. I've I've not snogged a woman on camera, uh-huh. but I have had to kiss four men. Yeah, and it's like, why does this keep happening? <laughs> <laughs> you know, nothing against it. Do you know what I mean? But uh, it's, but not, it's not your thing. It's well, not it's, your thing, right? it's not my groove. Yeah, but you, I must say, were the most tender of the four, and my well, first. You'll always be my first. <laughs> <laughs> and the joke was we were it was like basically they were idiot pilots weren't they and the joke was uh, quick cuts of lots of situations where these two guys should not be flying this plane yeah. if I remember correctly yeah. and it involved such quickie gags as us being on ease and dancing yeah. in our seats yeah, which led to the the man kiss. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, there was. Yeah, of course. And was... just weird arguing about snacks and whatever. And um, we were so excited and we were all just so giddy that day. 
but yeah, the sketch didn't make it in. But um, and we never it was actually one of those sketches where there was a lot to do for everyone, so no one was hanging around too much. We're just yeah. making each other laugh quite a bit, and then moving on to the next thing, which you don't normally get very much in TV comedy. Normally, yeah, sat in a pilot tent. seat in a in a real plane. It was yeah. fucking yeah, what a day that was. I've not, I've not, um, not really been in touch with uh, Pasco for a long time. She, it, it almost feels like she's off and running. You know what I mean? Like some people, oh, it's but like she's always been busy, busy, busy. Yeah, bee, she's right? yeah, top, top, funny, funny it's lady. Probably been a few years since I've seen her. She's got say. books and stuff out as well, hasn't she? She's I doing really well. She's a so yeah, you know whole industry in and of herself. Right mean, now. Meanwhile, I'm basically strumming Wonderwall for coins. <laughs> 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 no, I don't. It's a, I've got a very, very strict no Wonderwall or Ed Sheeran policy. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot classier than that. It's um, if you walked into a restaurant and I was on, you wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't. Your heart wouldn't sink and go. Don't look. But I used to know that guy, <laughs> and he's been reduced to this. And that's the level you aim for. And you'd, you'd be like, made it. You'd be like. Oh my god! When did this happen? Mm. You you seem to be. Hey, where did you get those those uh, those white those those white crocodile skin shoes? I mean, you must be doing. (laughs) And I'd be like, "Look, Mike, it's just an itch I needed to scratch, and uh, this one's for you and 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 your dog wife, Pam, Pam, who I must ask remains muzzled throughout the performance." But we fucking hit it off on that shoot, Mike, and uh, we had a lovely old time, it felt, we? it felt, it felt, it felt like the beginning of the future at that oh, point. It felt like love, and it did, didn't it? I must say, we have uh, done shamefully. We've had shamefully few attempts to cook up projects together. I think that's just true. totally out of just being busy. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's not because you've avoided me for twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't move to Exeter to to avoid yeah. you. Did I yeah. did take that quite hard at the time? Yeah, because that would have been yeah, it wouldn't have been long after that that I moved to Exeter. Yeah, exactly. And that complicates things. It it made and things very complicated sort of between us. Journeys into London start to get a bit more transactional because you're trying to get in and oh. out as quick as you can. And all it that sounds so stuff. so dirty when you put it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's still but time. It, the love, still the time. love is still there, and um, yeah, there's still time. You know. You know. Here we are. Here well, we are. Here we are, man. Does anybody did it? Did someone <laughs> did someone order two white guys? <laughs> in their middle ages there's got to be an angle Mike say there's, a, there's still got to be an angle Mike we don't have to look like we're trying to shoehorn in single issue politics into an idea do we middle aged white middle class man hang on wait there you go second. we're brainstorming now the disgruntled yeah. files yeah um, <laughs> yeah but anyway yeah you know um, one thing we have done recently which I am going to divert everyone to um, please tell us about. I've done an episode recently as a guest on your you did brilliant, very funny, awesome podcast that everyone Austin should go Elwitz. and check out. So tell us all about your podcast, please. Well, that is it's called well the St Elwick's Neighbourhood Association Committee Newsletter Podcast, mm-hmm. or just St Elwick's. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's based on the. I mean, everywhere I've lived in England, there's always been the ultra local parish yeah. newsletter. That's come in comedy gold. And, uh, it's it's based on that, but it, the the premise is that the guy has had his budget cut and he's having to do it in podcast form, which Brilliant. is a medium 
he has no interest in and no ability at. Or understanding of, yeah. No, not at all. Really? He thinks his, Jess, his daughter Jess is editing. She isn't. So yeah. it's just, it's kind of super, super parochial news. And then usually there's a, a comedy guest playing a character. Yeah. yeah. You played a newcomer to the area. I did indeed. A lot of fun. Tommy um, Smith, was it? Tommy. That's him. Was it Tommy Smith? It was Tommy Angabout. It was Tommy something. And uh, while you look, I'll just say he was... Basically, we ended up with the idea of almost like uh, a bit of a Sean Ryder-esque Bez-type yeah. character, but like not famous, just Tommy like Squire. Tommy Squire, Tommy that was Squire it. Tommy Squire was his name. Tommy Squire was basically a, a Manchester lad who's now middle-aged and wants to get involved in his new local community, helping the kids to learn to DJ and... Uh, Stuff like that, but he's got a really colourful past where he's obviously was involved in the dodgy side of the rave scene, loads of drugs, crime, football hooliganism, and uh, all sorts of stuff like that. But he's now a really deep philosophical, yeah. almost Which almost terrifies the host, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, because who just, who just wants nothing to change. He is set in. It's kind of inspired by where I do live in Exeter, or it's yeah. a fictional place. Yeah. But this is a guy... What's his name, your of, character? He's called Malcolm. Durant. Malcolm. He's, he's, he's based on... He's a mixture of a bunch of people I've come across over the years. Yeah. I've just... He's a kind of a bit of a little Englander. Yeah. He's not He's not a sort of full-blown gammon by any means. No. But he, he is... He's been left he's behind, a, hasn't he? He's, he's been left behind. He's got a fear of irrelevance. Mm. And he, uh, he, he just wants everything... The good bits that he, the stuff he likes, he just wants it all to stay, stay the way it was. Yeah, and and, and things impossible. to be like safe and yeah. appropriate. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, which, which is you can't achieve. Very funny. So that, Did you say Dudge? Durridge. Malcolm Durridge. Durridge Mal Malcolm Durridge. It's a good name. Yeah. It's a very and good they, name. They've got the my my the genuine local parish newsletter has got wind of it lately. Oh wow! Which I was hoping that wouldn't happen. Yeah, the fear yeah. Fear is that they're just going to think that I'm. Directly taking the piss out, and you'd be a pariah. Yeah, which I'm not. How's that going? Also, then? well, I think they seem all right about it so far, but I think that's because they haven't listened to any of it. Because it's not a direct lift of. It's not meant to be like the one that mm. the, the one that's actually that comes through our letterbox is, is disappointingly competent. You know, right? Like you couldn't you couldn't just take this one and just read it out and turn it into a comedy podcast. But the guy. The guy who is retired Latin teacher, who is the editor, who is trying to retire from this editorship, mm -hmm. has now got wind of it, which I think he finds galling because he's been looking for a replacement for about five years, right. and everyone says they're too busy. And now he's faced with a, a man who apparently has the time to make a spoof newsletter, <laughs> but has told him to his face that he doesn't have time to do the actual one. Um, brilliant. I love it. I love it. I mean, I was listening to it. I think when it when you first started dropping episodes, I had just moved to the uh, very parochial mystery village that I live in. I keep yeah, it. I remember I, talking back then. Yeah. Oh man, and like, I, I, I kind of like. I've I've basically decided not to say the name of where I live, out of fear of offending anyone, but also just because it's fun to make it a mystery. But I regularly, <laughs> I regularly update everyone here on yeah. stuff that's going on on the Facebook page. And oh, one, right. oh, I think 
on on Matt Morgan's podcast, which is where most of my listeners come from, um, one day I was giving them an update of stuff that people have put on Facebook that, that they don't want anymore or to give away or whatever, right? Yeah. And it became a sort of um, who, whoever's following me, like from from then, uh, it's become like a bit of folklore where there's this thing that we refer to as child's game. Uh, and what it was was <laughs> what, um, what it was is someone an old lady did a Facebook post of a small Tupperware box full yeah. of little bits of metal, right? Like yeah. basically like brackets off cupboards and screws and just crap right yeah and she put a picture of it on facebook and said um before i get rid of this little box of metal bits i'm wondering if anybody would like it for well i don't know a child's (laughs) game (laughs) (laughs) and basically she uh she thought that that someone in the village would get a good few years of fucking action and bants out of this tiny yeah. little plastic box full of just <laughs> useless bits of metal. A ch- and it just said child's game with loads of question marks. But, and it really made me laugh. So so I sort of occasionally screen grab things like that, protecting people's yeah. identities, put them up, and we'll have a little, yeah, well, now and See, again, I'll have a little update. Fun. That's I mean, so that's gorgeous. Much, there's grist to the mill there because it's reactive. Well, is it, the little one isn't reactive. It's just, you know, here it is. This no, is but you, mate, here's a couple of articles. Bam, here you go. Yeah, but the way yeah, you, the way you, for me, like, obviously, all the improv stuff is gold because you've got loads of funny people on and you're well capable of, uh, you never fall off the horse. But the bits where Malcolm is effectively reading out his uh his business his his bits and pieces that he wants to get through i'm assuming you pre-write them right yeah 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 because they are i have to say beautifully written oh thank you and they are you know to me they're the the uh the real hit of the show to me is what what is this week's trivial fucking nonsense that has to be dealt with and that, that has got your sort of slightly sardonic... Um, well, cheers. I mean, I live among it. Do you know what well, I mean? Well, exactly. I mean, that's just my life now. I mean, I live oh, in I love it. provincial I love it. England with a couple of children and a dog. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I love it. Soak, soaked to the bone. It's you know, strange, isn't it? Provincial, middle England, middle-aged man. You know? Because when you encounter that and where I am... And the nearby village where my office is is exactly the yeah. same, same, same uh, um, sensibility, if you like. Yeah. So you've got like a little local notices sign, and the things on that are just mind blowing. Um, <laughs> and you know, it'd be things like um, coming up, um, scarf tying with Wendy. <laughs> you know, but also the little arguments that break out on Facebook over things like so, um, that van that's decided to park itself. A bit too near to a corner, and the big debate underneath it, and just it's just so bitter and so angry, and and yeah, and another one we had a chat about in the summer was uh, there was a really long thread where everyone was getting very angry about the amount of new dog shit, right? And it turned oh. into this amazing conversation where people were all taking turns to say what they would do. With dog shit to the perpetrators of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and those fantasies go dark, right? I mean, I've been so there before. I've got, good. you know, I've got small kids. I mean, certainly before Pam arrived, but even now, actually, I, I mean, I, I've, I've definitely entertained 
some very murderous <laughs> fantasies. So funny about people who've who've left turds around. Yeah, this. absolutely. This this one woman, and I've, I've got and and for 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 old for old listeners, I'm sorry if I'm going I'm going over stuff you've heard, but just for Mike, yeah, it was like one woman was fantasizing about collecting it all over several days and putting it all in a big bag and going round to this person's house and smearing it all over the front door and, and, and it was like but the, the put the first post was like it's disgusting but it's like well if it's disgusting maybe you don't want to get involved so so manually involved in the whole fucking thing and it would be a pyrrhic victory wouldn't it but I, yeah like, yeah and when, when but when your blood's up oh, yeah. nothing nothing Takes takes the oh oh I'm gonna I've got to now beep the name of the village oh oh but nothing gets the blood up round here like uh, as one lady put it a fresh lot of dog shit a fresh lot she said I saw thirteen fresh lots (laughs) (laughs) she counted thirteen times. (laughs) I was basically reading this stuff out to my friend Michelle who's still not been a guest. It's like seeing stars, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Just once, once your eyes in, once it becomes accustomed, uh, <laughs> suddenly they're everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah, I'm getting my focus on. Yeah. There's also people that get very angry about the sort of lockdown puppy thing. I think there's. A lot I think of that's what it was. Yeah. That, that's that's the that's the cause of the rise. Mm. I've been bollocked um, mm. uh, by uh, a, a random disgruntled uh, older gentleman who lives quite near me, just just for having a dog. <laughs> Really? What did he around, say? Around, because Pam is a lockdown puppy. You see, very much, um, and he he's he's one of these people who's obviously decided that literally every single lockdown puppy in the world, uh, as soon as coronavirus is dealt with, is is going to be you know either let loose into the streets, mm. uh, or is going to be you know yeah. sent to be culled or yeah, whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. And he's he was appalled the moment that he saw this was all happening, and obviously, I think some people are getting rid of dogs now. So he's yeah, I mean, you know, right it's a it's a thing. To make it worse. But you can't assume. But I mean, I just I mean, I mean, just from walking past this man who was in his front drive, walking what was clearly quite a new puppy. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> just wanted to engage me in chat, which initially it was sort of grumpy friendly. Uh, and then just just wanted to basically make it clear that he he had he had his eye on me, and he knew really? that yeah that the people were going to be getting rid of their puppies and really? it's an absolute disgust and a disgrace and yeah well what what do you do what do you I mean you know people just think they can get a puppy just because we're in lockdown because they're out all the time it, it doesn't necessarily mean you go, what, what, what about it when you go back to work at the end I mean what do you do exactly you're going to be out <laughs> and the dog's going to be on his own all day what are you going to do then. <laughs> So I find myself rather than just telling him to get stuff. I find myself giving him a detailed account of my sort of freelancer existence and yeah. my wife's shifts and the movements of my in-laws who live in yeah, sort yeah. Of pretty much the next street along, and, and to assure him that Pam will be very well cared for. So now he's he's, pro- he's probably got like a matrix on his wall of the comings and goings of various dog owners. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't have been the only one that that had that treatment by any means. Yeah. He's probably got and a little it's... light system, like a sort of switchboard. Yeah, I've already walked past him uh, to do a school pickup when I didn't have the dog because my wife had the dog, and just it was enough to walk past his bungalow, empty-handed, no lead in hand. Uh, I mean, cra- yeah. Like, Where is she? Banging on the window. Where is she? What have you done with Pam? That beautiful dog. 
Yeah. Uh, you're wearing her now, are you? <laughs> I see. Turned her into slippers. <laughs> oh, my word. There's but some fucking so, weirdos about in there. So, he, yeah, people like that are part of the fuel of it, aren't they? They just want to be angry about it. He's wants to, He found, he, for him, as a dog lover, he found the perfect outlet for, for rage. Yeah, well. And, and for pre-rage. But and you do get I mean, that more in yeah. these little communities, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I think if you're not getting out of your little bubble very often. Here's a question yeah, for you quite then, quite self-contained here. Because yeah. you're quite a few years into the... No, Exeter itself isn't isn't tiny, but are you are you out in no, like a little a, vi- village? No, we're in we're in Exeter itself, right, okay. but we're in a part. Right, yeah. We're in a a part of it. The thing about Exeter is, is it's not a very big city. No, and it's a city that's surrounded by green, and it's a city where from quite a lot of parts of the city you can see a horizon and you could see right. some hills. You know, it's yeah. not it's not a great stretch. Uh, Good to say, yeah, Mike. It's uh, it's a nice train ride down there when you go over. Nice what's that ride, bit so... where you, you go past? Uh, I nearly called them the fjords. That can't be right. There's the, there's a, <laughs> an estuary, isn't there? What's that? The estuary. There's like well, there's a bit oh, where it you, you, suddenly the. Well, tra- there's the estuary of the X, but that, I think you'd have gone you'd have gone past Exeter if you'd done that. Uh, maybe that's what I've done because I've, I've visited a mate in Totnes, so that might have been yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You've gone further down. Yeah, mm. that's really nice down in the South Hams. Ah, that will but be yeah, it. So yeah. it's not. Like it, you, the bit that I live in, you, I mean, you're technically part of a city, but you don't. It's not like you feel like you're in the middle of Manchester or Glasgow or no. whatever. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite gentle. Mm. But like, yeah, that. I mean, personally, I basically moved to this place a week before lockdown, and everything shut down. Yeah. And all the, all there was to look at for about a year were sort of fluttering posters on the sort of <laughs> parish notice board. The, of just things that hadn't hadn't come to pass or were cancelled now due to COVID. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's fucking great. But I, my question is going to be, yeah. Um, what do you feel that living in that environment has done to you or for you, and has it been positive or negative? Because I get you know you're obviously what do you aware mean for comedy or well, well there generally. you go. I mean, if you weren't doing comedy. That's the thing. I think that almost saves it because because you are on the lookout for interesting and different and uh, petty and all those things. It's That's our job. So yeah. it's actually almost like beneficial to be living a period, period of my life in an environment that is not what I saw coming, really. I mean, I've got nothing against... it's good to change it up a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think if I was... A, I think if I was... A, like if I was a footloose and free twenty-something mm. person trying to start out in comedy, I, I wouldn't advise that mm. person to move to your village or Exeter. Mm. I mean, you're better off well, it's in happening, a isn't it? thriving city somewhere where there's, you know, all life is there. Yeah, for sort of fairly obvious reasons. So I, yeah, I yeah. Mean, we moved down. It just wasn't. This is. I mean, Exeter is a crazy place to live if you want to try and be a sort of mm. professional. Well, I did think that when you comedian. left, it's sort of. You know. I wrote you a very long, strong letter, but I ended up... <laughs> my my therapist said, write the letter and then let's just put it in the fire together yeah. and just let it let it go up the chimney bit by bit. Yeah, but there was... I mean, that was never... Just, you know, personal stuff comes up, doesn't it? Uh, things and kids all the time. Circumstance led us to move it. We thought we'd be here for about a year initially and then maybe we'd go back and then we've just sort of stayed and it's kind of worked out. All right. I well, you know, I mean, it it, it has to you be know. about kids first, doesn't it? And that's the way it is. Um, Until they're they're old enough to fuck off. 
Yeah, and I assume when that happens that I'll be moving straight to Berlin yeah. and begin yeah. a bohemian <laughs> yeah. life. And, yeah, do your Berlin phase. Yeah, exactly. Um, forward to. But being around that attitude, has it in any way pulled down your metropolitan credentials? Has it pulled them down? Yeah. In other words, look, if you if you live in like yeah. Islington or Shoreditch or yeah. Bow or whatever, and everywhere you go, there's cool stuff, blah yeah. blah blah. Um, lots of young people, really mixed. Like the whole, basically. It, that's a more, much more sort of left-wing environment, if you like, quite yeah. often in the cities, like the university cities especially. And yeah. then you end up, like, you take that with you. That's who you are. But you think, well, well, you know, you're allowed to live in the countryside and you have to accept that there's a different pace and some different attitudes around. Yeah. But then that's just all you're seeing. Do you feel in any way, like, as as, as the as the as your inner cardigan sort of no, crept in of you no i don't think that's had to happen for that's for a few reasons probably mm. i think one is because exeter itself is quite liberal quite red mm. as soon as you step outside of the city limits mm. then you're straight into kind of heavy duty tory safe seats and brexit country right but the city itself i uh, i feel like it's quite different where is so that but we i mean not that we don't have I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely all that sort of cardigan kind of stuff you're alluding to here. But I think also just because I've never sort of... Because it's a silly place to live for what I do for a career, right. because some of what I have to do for a living mm. necessitates me to go somewhere else quite a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, 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 can you get a cappuccino? <laughs> you can get a cappuccino, but right. you have to call that's, it a frothy coffee. That's the difference. Well, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, round here it was literally like there was a campaign to, like the a cafe wanted to open up selling nice stuff, yeah, and it really had to sell itself through, and the people on the on the Facebook page were complaining that this this isn't going to go, guys, because the the village don't want hot food in the village. <laughs> I've never heard. Hot food be described be described in a way that it was it something controversial. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking amazing. But thankfully, it did open on basically a knackered parade of, parade of shops, which hopefully is about to get a bit of life in it. But yeah. it really, it's really, it's the culture war writ large. I'm telling Why you now. You want hot food in the village because it might smell like the, the the old ladies across the road don't want people queuing and talking to each other outside their window at anything later than sort of five o'clock. So this place now does wow. sourdough pizzas yeah. and good coffee and break baked goods that are top quality, you know, like deli yeah. style stuff. Yeah. But because they are local, people have been around long enough and they have, the community are basically trusting that maybe this is okay. But what they've got to do, right? They, they do these, they do these sourdough pizzas, but they have to shut the door of the shop at five o'clock because otherwise some enough people would complain to sort of shut them down. So if you want a pizza on the nights that they do pizza, yeah. which is only until 7 o'clock anyway, you have to go in the corner shop next door and they bring the pizza around the back. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all... it's When I say, how's it going? Like, you know, like, has it settled in now? And they're such lovely people. And all they're doing is just like it's the only thing in the village where you could get a coffee or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And but yet it's like they're operating in the black market. 
It's the only black market <laughs> pizza, sourdough pizza in the world. It's fucking incredible. <laughs> it's really, it's really fun. But at the same time, this I'm loving. Like where I'm not, I'm not sure how long I'll live here. I've got no reason to move at the moment, but yeah. I, I do. I feel quite strongly that there are adventures ahead. Um, I've kind of fallen in love a bit with Brighton, and I don't know how soon I could make that happen anyway with yeah. parenting duties. But well, any change is good, right? I think yeah. If you're keep you're it writer, moving. If you're trying to write, then yeah, the old sort of big old shakeups quite handy. Yeah, a little kind of yeah, a little year here and there. Have you ever yeah. fancied living abroad? Yeah, which I've never done. Mm. I feel yeah, I've never done. I probably yeah. I'd love to, and I would love to. I'd love to go somewhere where I've forced myself to actually learn another language properly, and mm. that's what I'd like to do. Name I a, want to name earlier. a country? I, I mentioned Berlin earlier. I, oh, I you did. Meant it. I could move there like a like a shot. Really? Frankly. Have you been there enough times to get that? I've been there once in the my buzz. life, and, and that was that was enough. The Berlin buzz. To tell me that I yeah, this is pretty awesome. But I know I like Germany anyway. I've been to Germany a few times. I really like Germany. Um, like the language, really, German, in many I, ways, is a sort of a kind of improved version of England. Yeah, uh, right. Well, I mean, I think, yeah, as as in terms of uh, organization and stature and just sort of having it shit together, it has always looked like that, really. Yeah. Since probably wonder whether that first started to to happen because obviously, you think post-war, you know, everywhere's recovering for a good 15, 20 years. Yeah. Well, and then post post unification, let's say. When so was 90s, unification? Well, yeah, but I mean, even I mean, West Germany yeah. uh, was doing fine, wasn't it? From what maybe the seventies onwards. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it was. It looked like they had their the shit Berlin, together. The Berlin Wall came down in eighty nine, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, but what I'm right. saying is, before the Berlin Berlin Wall came down, you had West, East East Germany and West Germany, but the West was. It, you know, certainly from a, a sort of football and just... Um, yeah. The Beatles uh, in Hamburg, all that sort all of thing. That. Got yeah. all that sorted. Yeah, lovely. Um, yeah, yeah there's that. That's intriguing. Um, I I'd, 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 I'd also would like to live somewhere like radically different and try that. Because obviously that's come, that's partly just because I know I like... Come moving around my and way, I, mate. And, and I, like, I, like the, I like the language, but... But it's clearly it's quite it's quite close to home anyway. Right? But that's a hard it's language, it's nor- right? Northern European. Well, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like really far flung. Go on. I'd, I'd like, I'd, Let's spin know. spin the country wheel. Hey, uh, Korea. South. Wow. I'd, yeah, I like it. I like give it. Give that a go. I'd fancy that. Yeah. In that part of the world, I I like the look of Japan. You see, I've only been to Japan on a day trip. And, right, uh, that's, and the, that's ridiculous. And doesn't, doesn't feel How did that work? As much. That is because I was travelling to Thailand. All right. Thailand? Thailand. Thailand. <laughs> yeah. Um, where I was meeting some friends and I'd, I'd made a boo-boo of my plane tickets, so I wasn't able to get a direct flight. So I had to get, I had to change in Tokyo, which is quite, I see. A, quite you, a long journey. You made, you made it sound like, you made it sound like, you and the missus at some point have gone. No, should we just hop in the just car and <laughs> let, let's rekin? Let's get the spark back in our love life. No, and it's just, well, it I'm just, just gonna. Me. And she's going. We should. We could just go to Wales. And you're going. No, no. <laughs> it, I've got it all arranged. It's we Tokyo go, or nothing. <laughs> it's make or break. Yeah. I've put a lot of thought into this, and you, yeah. and she's going. But how? <laughs> and you're going. Look, it's it's achievable. I've drawn a map. This is how we get to France. 
and then from there you go through the whole of Europe and uh, the Middle East. <laughs> and if you think about the way the world's rotating, actually, it'll be quicker on the way there, so we'll have more time once we arrive because yeah. we're, we're running against but, the. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. But but apparently I'm bad at planning things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Japan, um, a day trip. What 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 did you achieve well, in one day in Japan? These bad plane tickets. I, I sort of asked if oh, well, see I'm doing that. I might as well delay my second flight until the next day. And, you know, spend mm. spend twenty four hours. You know, have a look. Um, did you do the greatest exciting. hits? I decided I would in that twenty four hours. I would see sumo wrestling. Wow. I would see. Uh, I would eat uh, proper decent sushi. Yes. Out of, and I would have. Uh, and I would stay in a, a capsular hotel. That's what I decided. Oh, wow, that's a, the big three. three. <laughs> the big three. The big three. There was no sumo. It wasn't sumo season. I was able to establish that. Oh, right. I did stay in a capsule hotel, which I was very excited about. Until On your do you, own? Do you, do you know the ones I mean? Uh, I think they call them sex hotels. but um... well, That's part of it, definitely. <laughs> There's <laughs> Essentially, they get these dormitories where they'll be stacked three, one on top of each other, these capsules that you crawl mm. in the end of. Yes. Like these little sort of sleep coffins. Yeah. There'll be a little radio set inside, a little light, mm. and a little curtain to draw across. Draw across, and you know, big old dorm. Deep v- very much rooms. like a lorry driver's cabin. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Mm. And it and it is used by businessmen because mine was a exclusively male one mm. uh, who are kind of trying to save a few few beans and the rest. I think. It is also used by people who have fallen on hard times and want ah. to spend their last pennies on somewhere warm and dry to die. Oh, established. God. So it's a slightly <laughs> grim... a bit of laugh. Yeah. Uh, but I t- tick the box. It's bloody hard to find. Because I went there Wait a minute. as an arrogant young on. man. Yeah. What, are you saying... I mean, you can't just lie there and go, I'm assuming I'm going to die in a minute. Do you mean... To commit suicide. Either that, or if if someone, I mean, I this is something I've read about since. Mm. There would be people who say properly, you know, have nowhere to stay, mm. but alas, maybe living on the streets might be very old and, yeah. and you know are clearly ill. Oh, right. on their last legs oh, might then God. say, oh, "I do not. I'm going to check in here, and I think I'm. Just I think I'm. See I'm, it out. I've got days to go. Yeah. Shit, go man. There's a count of that. That's um. Yeah, that's uh So it's quite heavy. That's it's hard heavy. to find. You've lowered you've lowered you've just, I have, haven't I? you've destroyed the tone. You haven't been you haven't been. No, I haven't been. But no, I, lo- I I love that's I, intriguing that. Is. It was the as an went as an arrogant young man who'd only mm. before then been to some European nations and therefore was used to when travelling even if he didn't speak the language was able to sort of read the the alphabets, you know, on the side. God, yeah, shit. And uh, you sort of you get used to travelling to places where English is the lingua franca, and if if something's written in a second language, it'll be English, and there's a good chance you might be able to make your way about. There was none of that at all in Japan. Yeah, I don't know what it's like now. That's the thing. I've got I've got a mate who lives there. Things. I've got but a mate. I've got yeah. a mate who lives there, and for that reason, it feels like it'd be great to go because yeah, there'd just really be someone there. It, yeah, you just, there's no sort of safety net, and there, there's mm. no. You, most people there, you, you can't just tap on someone's shoulder in the street and assume oh, they're going to speak enough school yeah, I'm starting, English to starting to get quite a, quite a tight chest just from thinking about this. <laughs> you know, it's Ooh. quite good for you. 
Yeah, it is good. You're right. It is good for you. And those are the those are the types of experiences that I've not. I never did the travel thing when I was young, and now I start starting to feel like after lots of uh, boring years of being an adult and lots of various problems here, there and everywhere and stress and following a career and just being all taking yourself a bit seriously, yeah. it would be nice just to get um, some new perspectives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's good for your soul. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, I dream of that, yeah. Um, Japan, oh God, I'd love to go there and have a proper old tour of the place. Yeah. yeah. Also, because I've read quite a few Murakami novels, uh, without having a clue where anywhere is, yeah, there there are just uh, different sides of the country that feel like it would be yeah, it'd be interesting to have yeah, like you say, a proper buzz about. Now, Mike Wozniak. Yeah. One thing we've not done, and probably uh, I, I will, uh, I'll I'll set up stuff you've done. All right. But I have to ask. Um, yeah. Where where are things at? You know what what are you working on at the moment? What's happening that we might see you in, or you know, other than um, Saint Elwick's, which is your wonderful podcast. What Thank have you, you. What, what what's what's in the pipeline? There's, well, I suppose there's a couple of things. Like podcasting wise, there's there's also there's something called Three Bean Salad, which I do with Ben Partridge and Henry Packer. Oh yeah, which is another podcast little chat yeah. chatty venture, mm-hmm. and that has been delightful. That's just three of us just talking about any old thing, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Mostly driven by Henry. And in fact, the reason we did it because Henry wanted us to do it. And yeah. Ben and I tried to tell him that no one's really interested in listening to three blokes who think they're funny chatting about well, the thing. And, um, and it turns out some people are. Yeah. And they have enjoyed it. And it's very fun to do. So we, you know, we, we berated him. We told mm-hmm. him that'd be ridiculous. But it's turned out to be a, a, a lovely venture. So enjoying that. I'm trying to get a new live show up and running. Is the is the, that's the main thing I'm thinking really? of at the moment. So, so I've started gigging. Stand up, right? Yeah, I've you, just done my, recently done my first gigs back since since you know lockdown, e COVID, all that kind of stuff. Where are you um, doing the gigs? Where uh, they've been so far? They've been they've been in London. They've been in a field in the middle of nowhere outside Bath, and they've been in Aberystwyth. Very so nice. But they're all very, it's all kind of very work in progress stage at the moment. So Are you aiming for an hour? Yeah, well, a show, whether it's an mm. hour or more than an hour or whatever, just a, a, Good on you. Yeah, a, a show. Well, let me know when I'm you're to... coming up right. to try stuff out and I will come along. Yes, please. And make some notes. Make some notes, give me some, give me some brutal <laughs> feedback. <laughs> yeah. Just stare at me in just, the front row uh, hard and just uh, well, you know the... thumbs up. Give me a thumbs up. Give me a thumbs down for each of the individual uh, jokes and routines and gags. You just yeah. reminded me that once I came to see you in. Well, I've seen you a couple of times in Edinburgh, but yeah. once it was like a really little room underneath, uh, almost like a B and B style hotel, and I I don't know why it was probably a bad idea, but I think I sat right at the front, thinking <laughs> almost like, all oh, right, so like you fill the seats up for you so that you know it gets filled yeah. up from the front back but then i just realized i was just staring directly into the face of a friend (laughs) who was trying to concentrate and then but then i couldn't move i think i remember i remember that one that one was okay because i think i think there were some other people there Mm. so i was able to look past over your head yeah it was a very tight space so the front row was so close as to be the point where to actually look at the front row was almost like you had to lean your head back a bit and cross your eyes slightly uh, in that same room mm. i had some three three friends of mine had come up for a bit of a jolly yeah. in Edinburgh, 
and they came to see the show and they thought they not not for your reasons of mm. kind of support fill up start from the front mm. just just to i mean purely to make it more awkward yeah me. That's um, horrible. They don't. I don't they won't realise what it is you're going through. They sat in the front row, and apart from them, there are only four other people in the. Yeah, there was an old, quite an old Canadian couple. Yeah, and they were sat quite. Uh, that back. sort of rings a bell. That. And then there were there were two people who were sort of peripherally involved in promoting the show. I think possibly mm. flyers who had been mm. asked to come and see it, so they were being forced to see it. <laughs> the, old, the old couple who I think had come in. As yeah. people often do, taking a punt on a show oh. because it's raining heavily. Bewildered, it's the yeah. Show. Bewildered and people going, "Oh, we should go to that Edinburgh festival or whatever it is," and yeah. then they just sort of walk through a doorway and sit down and just, yeah. you know, it's like the worst mistake they've ever made in their life. <laughs> I don't mean your show. I just mean we've all, oh. you know, because I, yeah. yeah, when I did it, there was people going, "Oh, what's in here?" You know, oh, oh it's just such a weird feeling knowing that. A very very uh, comedy illiterate people just walking through doors. Yeah, or they might uh, are the only people watching you that they, day. <laughs> they might they might have wandered in through your door, having just picked up a flyer from someone else for mm. you know a Midsummer Night's Dream set in space. Yeah, yeah. Done by you know <laughs> Durham University yeah. musical troupe, whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's what they think. They, that's what they really want to see. Yeah. They go in the next door and hang on, this doesn't. There's where's a, the, a where's man. The music? Where's the singing? There's a man in a function room. Yeah. Talking um, about, I think. What? Well, see how good my memory is. I yeah. feel like maybe you'd only just found out you were going to be a dad. Uh, that was. Um, yeah, no, that's that's ex- that's exactly the right time. It was a show called Egg and Spoon, mm-hmm. and it was a bit about kind of fertility and stuff. Yeah, I'm right. To remember, I, that was about the time mm. I was going to become a dad. Yeah, well, you'd think so. so. The, the show did dart, which had taken a while to happen like that. All oh, right, yeah, okay. That was part of what the that's where the show began because at the beginning of writing the show, I thought, oh, probably this isn't look like it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Um, Heavy stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was one of the stand rooms. Yeah. How many children have you got now? Two. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Captain uh, Mega Spunk there. Oh. As they call him. Yes, please. I only just managed the one. Yeah. Spent. Don't think I'm not going to beat him now. <laughs> Would you ever do it again? No, no, no. Just I mean, I like absolute it, waste of time. I'm, I've got, I've not, I've, don't, I've, I've very few organisational skills, and I, I mean, I've barely got my shit together to. Yeah, yeah. just hanging on, guys hanging on, yeah, hanging on to the rest of your it's, life. It's not, it's not because I don't like them more. I mean, it's, just, it's literally because you know. Yeah, they, they will suffer. The nice if people. I have, if I have another <laughs> baby, the nice. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, where's that? Time gonna disappear from. You know? mm. I I like that my little boy's getting big enough now that I can start to see the bits where he isn't gonna really need thinking about that hard. I mean, you, I think you always are parenting, yeah, 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 well into their adult life, and you're oh, yeah. on call, and you're gonna it probably get more expensive and less frequent. Yeah, but <laughs> but I do like. That's what I'm saying about having an eye on a few journeys and adventures here and there, because you start to think, well, he's going to fuck us off soon. 
yeah, uh, but starts I think hanging around with his mates. Them, oh, to, God, to yeah. Be having ideas beyond because I, you don't want to be one of those parents where the kids have flown the coop and they're, they're still just mm. hovering, mm. you know? Well, as you can you've imagine, gotta, gotta my mother, go. my mother's never recovered from me um, putting on my showbiz suit and <laughs> <laughs> jumping on the mega bus to London. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing but a pocket full of dreams. Yeah. Yeah, and and now and again, back. she's able to show her mates that this is my son. This is my son. He's he's um, playing Wonderwall for coins now. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really work out. He's got one of them podcasts. Oh, has he? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, no. oh dear. Wasn't oh, he uh, oh, the funniest thing? Nice boy. The funniest uh, m- um, failure to grasp my low status by a family member, yeah. right, was my Uncle Alan, who's a bit of a, a drip, I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to say it. There's no fucking yeah. way he's going to hear this. Okay. Um, so I was in my band that I mentioned. I didn't even really mention it, but I was in a band called The Above, and we were, like, Lovely. taking ourselves f- half seriously as a wannabe, yeah. supergrass yeah. doves you know, athlete, oh, yeah, fucking, nice. yeah. you know, just one of those kind of like XFM friendly yeah. Yeah. indie pop bands. Yeah, We weren't bad, but we did, We also didn't try very hard. Anyway, <laughs> you know, we had a few gigs around London and I'd be like talking about it to friends and family saying, oh, I'm doing a gig and whatever. And then, so like, I'd also recorded a bit of music and my mum's going, oh, Nico's in a band and da, da, da. And then one day Alan said um, to my mum, he went, um... You know Nico's band? Are they called? Are they called Cold Play? Because <laughs> I think I think I might have seen them. <laughs> it's like uh, yeah, nearly. You're nearly. We're in the same ballpark, Alan. But um, yeah, we uh, we're playing the Bull and Gate in front of twelve friends who who. You know, are just Good. through so gritted this is the teeth. Last time. Yeah. Okay, but this is the <laughs> yeah. last time. Through fucking gritted teeth, <laughs> going, yeah, yeah, it's great. You know, like that one should should definitely be the single in inverted commas. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Coldplay. Oh dear. Oh, but obviously, wow. my at the time, my attitude would have been, oh, mate. Uh, I think you'll find they're just like massive sellouts. We're actually oh, a little bit edgier than that. Raw. Raw. <laughs> this is the raw stuff. Yeah. This is the real, real. stuff. Truth on the streets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the where did where did the time go, Mike? Where did <laughs> where did the time go? I don't know. And I don't know. Here's a question for I think you. About that a lot at the moment. Yeah. This is a bit of a time question. Yeah. Um. You still still got brown hair. Still got brown hair. Yeah. How's the hair situation? Pretty stable, lustrous. Really. Reasonably, I don't think it's ever been especially lustrous. I think, but it's I think there. It's, I think it's not really changed. Essentially, mustache update. Uh, that's quite full. It's a, probably a little bit unkempt. I haven't really been keeping up with my groom in the last few days. But much as little it enough, usually has been. Little no, I mean you've got to ideally you'd be giving it a little little snip and a trim every few, few days. And I've, prob- I've probably let it go for about a week, and so it's starting to, if starting any, to get a, a bit wild west. I, I, I urge people, if you don't know what Mike looks like, and you should know because he's been on lots of TV shows that I would have mentioned in the beginning, uh, like Man Down, name some others. Uh, 
man down taskmaster. Oh, that's a big one that now, isn't it? Uh, a, a small part in Alice Lowe's Revenge. Oh yeah, that, that was great. Absolutely fucking great. You know. Uh, well, any of Kevin those El- things. It's it's Kevin. It oh, Kevin that Elden was great. Show. Yeah, that was awesome. It was just, it's, it's Kevin, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it's it, Kevin. BBC Kevin Two Elden sketch show. show. Yeah. Just a few bits and bobs in that. But bloody hell. Man Down's a bit of a runner, isn't it? That that was that's that did well for you, I would imagine. Yeah, that I, I that was a period of great happiness, Man Down. We got four series in the end. Do you and, get any panel showy type stuff apart from Taskmaster? No, there's been one or two things since Ta- Taskmaster. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's not there's nothing before. Nothing nothing from Man Down. I think Taskmaster cuz people get to genuinely sort of know you a bit. Yeah, that's awesome. That's the first time that so one or two things like that might be in the offing. Right. Um, but yeah, not from Man Down, no. Man Down was, I mean, it was literally a dream come true because I've always loved sitcoms. Yeah. I've always loved comedy. And you worked with Rick Mail as well, didn't you? Yeah, briefly, bless him. And yeah. just had just wanted to be in a good sitcom that I liked. And yeah, it was that good. Happened. And so I, Top I, cast. And my, I was just so, my God, it was so much fun as well. Um, yeah, Rick, that was a bloody old shame. That was that, the um, poor old Greg. When that happened, it was he'd uh, he was we were just about to start filming the second series actually, in which Rick's character was going to be brought even more to the fore than he had been in the first series. Yeah, I remember Greg being very excited about that. Yeah, make sure he wasn't going to underuse him. So this is if anyone's not familiar with Man Down, Greg Davis. Uh, and Rasheen Connerty yeah. and Mike, the yeah. main three. Am I right? Am I missing anyone? Yeah. That, was, that was the sort of trio. Yeah, yeah it was a trio. Right? Yeah, but Rick Mail, obviously of the young ones, etc., was uh, played uh, Greg's dad. In is that right? Yeah, and exactly right. I, I just remember that years and years before that, one of one of Greg's kind of standard kind of warm up the audience gags used to be, "Yeah, I'm a fat Rick Mail." And because he sort of looked like him, so uh, that used to get a big laugh. So when I saw that he'd cast him as his dad, I thought that's fucking quality. That must be, that must feel amazing, especially any. Yeah, I know, think it felt like a real coup. Yeah, like any anything where so you excited. brush brush shoulders with a legend is. Yeah. Makes it all well, we worthwhile never had in a way. Together, but we'd we'd be on the lunch bus sometimes. Yeah. It was just I was really pleasingly he was. Genuinely seemed sort of quite mad, but very yeah. funny, entertaining. Matt, I mean, he was just a bit of a one-off. So there were a few occasions where just you'd be sitting there, just being entertained by Rick Mail. Wow, sort of delightful and charming, and encouraging as well. Mm, that's and funny, lovely. And enthusiastic about other people. Um, but yeah, no, it was great fun. And there was Gwyneth Powell as well, as in you know, famously Mrs. McCluskey. Who yeah, played of course, Rick's yeah. Mum, and then yeah, Grange Steph Hill. Cole stepped in afterwards. Right. Um, but yeah, but it was it was really rough. Like Rick was excited about it, Greg was excited about it. Rick then goes and bloody dies. Yeah. Um, and then Greg's actual dad, uh, not died around the same time oh, as us. Well. So it's a very very really? rough old face. Bloody hell. Yeah. I've not seen He's Greg Davis. Well, I don't. I'm not, I never was that like close to him or anything. But he always seemed like a good guy. Said hello a few oh, times. A you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, happy days. Um, yeah. So if anyone, uh, you know, if anyone wants to know, if you don't already know who Mike is, and most of you are more likely to know who he is than me, let's face it, because um, he's been on the telly more and is uh, more of a comedian. 
not not more of a man. Let's be clear. You know, I've uh, <laughs> where it counts. I've carved my niche, Mike. No thanks to you. <laughs> You didn't need anybody but, for that. But, yeah, Mike's got a moustache that yeah. as, as, I don't think I've ever seen you without it, actually, I think. Um, well, it's no. It's more or less along the lines of uh, the man off the Pringles tube. Am I right? Yeah, I think that's fair. In, in, uh, in that I, I vein. I occasionally got rid of it. I go, in the past, I've got rid of it now and again to try and sort of gain non-moustache-based acting jobs. Uh-huh. And it's, it's pointed out to me that, you know. Yeah. There's actually quite quite a lot of people out there who are quite good at acting and have been to drama school and they're, they're really they've they've they're good. Thanks. I mean, just keep the moustache and we'll let you know. Yeah, I mean, as 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 geography teacher, I think it's more point. likely to get you hired than stop you getting hired because it's like, oh look, moustache guy. That's you know, it's like when people we are looking at we options. Have to rent one from a wig shop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's going to bring his own. Yeah. What else can you get? Can you bring your own sandwiches? <laughs> that would be great. I will. I will. And I want to make that officially known here that I will bring my own sandwiches. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Like having a... Once once you've been in something like Man Down and been recognised and, you know, obviously in your stand-up and I would I would argue in Man Down, but also in... Uh, there's a bit of it comes through as well in St. Elwick's is that you have got you have got this sort of energy you give off that to me... Is of a John Cleese Basil Fawlty esque, oh, but right. but but not not necessarily that angry. But uh, yeah, well, I've got you've a great got a, deep love of the straight man. I've always loved the straight man, the comedy straight man. Yeah, but you deli- Yeah, but being you, you you're funnier than a straight man. You're way funnier than a straight man. It's like there is a sort of uh, decorum that you that that you deliver things with, but the your level of cynical detail is almost reminds me of Blackadder a little bit as well, funnily enough. See again, that's another I mean that's another, yeah. Mm. These things, you know, these are influences. But Say that's your ballpark. I mean, and I love bouncing yeah, off that with that. you. Like I feel like I need to to uh no pressure or anything, but I well, feel let's do some more. Let's do let's, let's do, do a bit, bit more. more. I like I like talking to you because I come at you knowing that that's your attitude and uh it always just yeah puts in mind a certain a certain sensibility. We should see if we could cook something up. Let's cook something up, mate. Yeah, man. Well, saying we will for a long time. That's that's just very. Concerning. Well, yeah. I mean, just now's your chance to to say, look, mate, <laughs> give it up. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I've got. It's, this is really safe place for to let me down because I've got the support yeah. network of the of the patrons. So if I'm barking up the wrong tree, um, better out than in. In a few days' time, there's going to be a knock at your door. And you'll think, who's that? It's a bit late for callers and yeah. deliveries. Yeah. And there I'll be. Yeah. And you'll just collapse into my warm bosom. <laughs> and I won't mind. I won't mind as tears, I feel your tears, tears begin tears, to soak through to my skin. Yeah, tears mingling with the rain. Just... <laughs> oh. God, it's yeah. we do get quite romantic, don't we? When we when we message each other, it's uh, yeah, it's it always, a wonderful it thing. It always ends up there. I have some very very powerful feelings about you, yeah, and I think always will. Yeah, geography it's, hasn't been our friend. It's not no, but but it's never been able to cut that cord, that visceral cord that exists. Oh, God, I mean, Still. I've considered, I've considered following you, haven't I? But that <laughs> quite rightly made your wife feel weird like yeah. you you tried we we talked yeah. i i uh i was manipulating you 
I was manipulating you uh, and but trying to get that, you on board just for a few weeks what, initially. That's what I wanted. I just wanted to be steered. I know you did. I wanted going because you, so you're a lost little lamb. At the end of the day, yeah. Aren't we all deep down? Yeah. Well, searching. We'll always searching have for a shepherd. We'll always have the Sultan of Brunei's decommissioned, <laughs> decommissioned jet. <laughs> And yeah, I'd love to see you soon. One mate. day that jet will fly again, my friend. Oh, will it? <laughs> Maybe that's the that's the that day happiest day of my life. Yeah, very much Mike Wozniak heavy. Um, I failed to see the irony that this was taking place on a decommissioned jet that will never fly. <laughs> <laughs> but now, Bolted I'm at peace. Like I said. I'm at peace with the whole thing, mate. That's obviously coming. <laughs> that's probably coming across very clearly, right? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm actually fine. Loud and clear. <laughs> right. I think we should wrap this up. All right, mate. I urge everybody to go and find St. Elwick's. It's very funny. Specific episodes that I've loved have had Daniel Rigby, like early episodes. Uh, I've not listened to all of them. Sorry, Mike. That's just the way it is. There's lots, to be fair. I've I've got a life to lead. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Um, What can you recommend? Daniel Rigby, Izzy Suti, and obviously... Danny. Danny's a regular. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking um, funny, Henry man. Henry Partridge, Izzy Sutty, uh, Ramesh Ranganathan, Desmond oh, yeah. Akram, brilliant. Ruth Bratt. All. Um, mm. Bloody hell, there's, there's, there's. We're in there's good a company. Ton, there's yeah. a heap. James Acaster. There's. Uh, oh, we're in. Hey. Josh Whittacombe. Oh, come on. Um, trotting them off here. There's, yeah, there's heaps. It's a who's there. who of who people Maggie are. Service. Yeah, there's, there's, t- there's tons of folk. Well, involved. check that out. And the episode I was in for for my super fans out there, yeah, that's said that with a tongue tongue in cheek, but you know, we we are on my podcast, Mike. Let's just say that. <laughs> Fair play. Um, it's quite recent. I can't remember the number. To my little babies, I think I know the number. I think I've go. got a feeling it's number twenty six. Just going to look on my right. phone. Uh, playing Tommy Squire. Oh, 26. I actually want to say just before we finish, what I loved, because when I heard the episode, I did I did love it. I thought it, it, it came across really well and you were, you were great steering me. I felt like I talked too much, which I, I get accused of all the time by Matt, Matt Morgan. <laughs> yeah. But um, in that case, it felt like that's what he'd be like. He was a bit, he was bulldozing you. That's what I bloody wanted. But bulldozed away. Yeah. The listeners of this podcast know that... Uh, when you have to deliver a, a big funny chat every week, you know, there are certain weeks where there's shit going down or you're not really feeling it and you're not in that bantery mood. And Matt, Matt Morgan and myself regularly are quite open about where we're at mentally and in terms of wow. happiness and whatever. So there's yeah. quite a sweet atmosphere here, a supportive atmosphere um, where I might do a bunch of podcasts and then go, oh, guys, I'm... Uh, having a bit of a rough week I'm going to not be here this week but I'll I'll pick up and and that's why this week I'm 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 doing at least two uh, two recordings to sort of try and catch up yeah but I'm also doing Max podcast tonight so I'll be I'll be on that by the time probably by the time the listeners hear yeah. this but my point point I'm sort of f- floundering about trying to get to is that on the day that we recorded that yeah. I was having the most stressful sort of adult life serious problem kind of pressurey you know when life's just tough yeah 
that that I mean, it's been it's been there's, there's a few things going on that are basically taking place over a period of a few months, but that particular day was really really tough. But what was kind of amazing was I knew I had that in the diary, and you're sort of thinking, can I actually switch gears here? Because yeah, yeah. I mean, d- d- deep in adult funk here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we got on it and just forgot everything else for about an hour oh, or however long it was and just yeah. and you almost got like a manic energy it was almost perfect timing for me to play that character yeah because well, i hope that gave you a bit of a reset it's it was good to be able to do things where you can just come you've got to concentrate on it so much you just got to forget but it's just you know like you, when you do funny things for a living you are not always on the right frequency yeah. but sometimes a thing just happens and you could not have shut me up for about three hours that night. I was, uh, really, really, I'll, I'll always remember it. Oh, good. So go and find that, guys. Happy. I will drop a link. Oh, cheers. Thank and you. And all that. And that will be quite enough from you, sir. So thank you. <laughs> Mike Wozniak, lovely to speak to you, mate. Thanks for coming Thanks, on. Thanks, mate. Speak soon. Speak to you soon. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. Remember, if you love the show in a deep and probably unhealthy way, you can help support it on an ongoing and stalky basis on patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club. Uh, your choice. See you soon, you internet weirdos. I- I'm, I'm one.